What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The year is 2023. All media and entertainment is controlled by the Corp House. They keep asking for more and more and more. But there's one thing they forgot. The power has never belonged to the Corp Chunk. Sort of an energy juke. They weren't expecting it. Oh, oh Doge forgot to get a quote. He's cheap. I didn't I didn't just said I just said he was ready and he's frantically looking <laughs> for a quote. <laughs> there is nothing quite so tragic. I'm Doge, and there is nothing quite so tragic as a young chunk. As I'm Doge. <laughs> there's nothing quite so tragic as being Doge. Welcome to my podcast where I complain about stuff. There is nothing quite so tragic as a young chunk because it means the person has gone from knowing nothing to believing nothing. Another inspirational quote for teens that's not that inspirational. Not that it's kind of a bummer. That's what the shadow cast is for. This is why we strike. What's the actual quote? A young, a young adult? Is that what it is? Uh, a young, there is nothing quite so tragic as a young cynic because it means the person that's gone from knowing nothing to believing nothing. Maya Angelou. Okay. Wow. I'm Carter and you are nothing. You are nothing. This is my house. You are trespassing in my house. If you touch my son again, I'll chunk and kill you. What's that from? Happy Halloween, everybody. It's I'm Halloween. a teen. I just want to say, as a teen, me and all the teens were really inspired by that quote, Carter. Thank were you. Were you really inspired that by that quote? You know what I'm inspired by? It just happens. It's this kind of thing. Two Chunks uh, feels like sometimes, at least for me, the cadence of Two Chunks can be, oh, yeah, I remember that. And then it kind of, for everybody else, it looks like, oh, they've done it for four straight years. They must plan this. But I always forget that we do the rank you very much about the costumes, the popular costumes of the time. Uh, oh, and as yeah. we're as we're checking oh, in, yeah. uh, as we're checking in on our uh, actor strike right now, they are still very apathetic. I think it might not even be until 2024. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll get a Thanksgiving or Christmas strike is over kind of thing. But these rules and regulations continue to come up as we meet different seasons, including the Halloween season, in which they're like, "Hey, don't dress as struck characters." They're saying to the actor's guild. Hey, don't don't dress up as characters okay. in struck media. It's not to like kids. It's not, not kids. Not to being kids. Like, you because can't how be are you Ms. not Marvel. gonna 
no, if we're trying to make the big bucks off of the current yeah. stuff. And we're going to see, we do rank you very much uh, every Halloween season in which we do the most popular costumes. And this year, uh, the provider of our information is Billboard. So I don't know if that gives anything away. Maybe it doesn't, but our the 20 most popular Halloween costumes for 2023. Uh, these are like Google trends of people like looking this costume idea up. Uh, this uh, mixes in a bit of also purchase history. Uh, and so this article was done uh, on the 18th of October. So it was up to that point. Okay. For those that somewhat planned ahead, you know, at least two weeks ahead of time, uh, these were the most popular uh, costumes. And in Rank You Very Much, I give these guys like three strikes, how we often do in some of these games. We make them all up. But these three strikes in which they'll have to try and guess, they're competing here. So they'll each get three strikes. Uh, they're trying to guess uh, in this 1 to 20 what costumes are showing up as 2023's top 20 most popular costumes mm. according to Billboard. You guys ready? Born, born ready. Do these include Struck Media for sure? Yes. Part of the reason I brought that up too is you're going to have… Because Struck right. Media only matters for those that are in SAG. Like they sure. can't dress as mm-hmm. that. Because right. we That's understand like… One of the great things about Spirit Halloween and stuff is seeing like here's the generic way of saying Mario, you know, sure. it's yeah. like plumber costume, uh, and Mario's not in there. I, I wanted to make sure I didn't give anything away. Mario's but. not in there. Mario's not in there. Mario came out this year, the movie, not the guy. I know it's bizarre. It's bizarre. That's crazy. So you're gonna huh? see a mix of classics. Okay, I'll give you guys a little bit of heads up. Some classic Halloween wear, and then you know, there's always that some specific current of current yeah. event or two. But these are ranked. Do we work uh, together would, on this game? I don't remember. You do not. No, you're against fighting. each other. Who would like to go first? I will. Nope. Because I've thought of something. On this Halloween season… <laughs> Shut up, Doge. Uh, <laughs> stop it. I want to hear your current most… Like, at the front of your mind, most irrational fear here on this Halloween time. Uh, we're all in our 30s now. Irrational fears can even get more ridiculous maybe the older that we get. I'd love to hear… Uh, your irrational fear right now, the top one, and I will decide which one is most legitimate, and then that person will. We'll go first. Or which one I like the most. It's my choice. Uh, I have a constant fear and a recurring nightmare that I have simply forgotten the most important thing possible for any given <laughs> thing I do. Um, so like, for instance, uh, I sing a lot for a living, and... Uh, I have this recurring nightmare where I show up and it's like two minutes to go time. And somebody's like, you ready for that first song? It's since it's so new. I'm like, what is new? And then I look and it's like, I've never even heard of this. I don't even know what this is. I got to listen to it. Rough. <laughs> I got two minutes to listen it. to the song and I got to go sing it. And there's no lyrics and I just got to go, go, go. Or like, uh, like, uh, you know, you show up to a party and uh, you realize that you didn't really read the invitation. So you don't know what the party's for. Ooh, you're like, oh, is this a shower? Is this a birthday? Like, what am I saying to the people when I get like there? any gift-oriented mix-up yeah. or what you're supposed to wear is pretty terrifying. I just always have this fear that I have forgotten the most important possible thing that I yeah. was supposed to do for an event. To a party, would you rather be overdressed or underdressed? It, even like when they actually give you, like they're kind of vague mm-hmm. about what to wear. You even ask the people, like, "Hey, what's everybody wearing?" And you hear two different things. What what, what are you hoping to err on the side of? Because <sighs> in your mind, goal, you're like, I'm going to be judged either way. 
Yeah. Sure. I think my goal is underdressed in a cool way. Oh. I'd rather be underdressed in a way that's like— I think I'm overdressed. I would rather be overdressed, I think. Because doesn't that feel too prepared? Someone's like, oh. I don't know. So you're saying you would rather everyone around you feel like they work for you than— Yeah, I would rather be overdressed because what's going to be like, oh, that guy cares too much. He yeah. he tried too hard to get ready for this party. Yeah. I'd rather be overdressed, I think. Okay. Uh, once you right. put it like that, uh, it's definitely the opposite for me. Once you phrase it like that, <laughs> sure the yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> held to my convictions even harder now. I would rather I would rather show up and then be like, he just don't give an f, dude. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So in a nutshell, to synthesize, Jordan's greatest irrational fear is that he will actually be the least prepared for something he's supposed to be the most prepared for. Yeah. My my irrational fear is this right here. This is my is SD card case. I'll open it into the microphone so those of you listening can hear it. Listen. Oh, yep. Clearly. That's SD. what it sounds like. This is the case where my SD cards go. For my job, I film weddings for my job, and I store the video on here. And I am so afraid that every time I open this, the cards will be gone. Even though I put them in this, like it goes straight from my camera into this little slot. If I have to change cards on a wedding day, I go somewhere by myself so nobody bumps me and I drop a card or step on it or something. Yeah, Just this little thing right here yeah. gives me so much fear and anxiety of like, I don't know. I put the things, like I put it back into it. it yeah. It's literally in my card, in my camera, or it's right here in the case. Yeah. But You're the scientist that's holding the vials of like the anti-venom. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's nitroglycerin. If I shake it too hard, it's going to explode. You need to uh, handcuff stop. it to your wrist. Yeah, <laughs> like a nuclear it's my nuclear football yeah, SD card my, case. <laughs> Man, I love Fast and Furious. <laughs> um I this is tough cuz these are I I feel both of these pretty often. Um being a professor walking to class, uh, inevitably one of every two times that I'm walking to a class I'm about to teach. I'm wondering if I uh, am bringing the materials for the right course. Am I going to walk mm-hmm. in and it's a different course and I'm going to maybe have to try and ad-lib something because I can't just say go away because they're paying to... It's different kind of accountability for the professor when you know everybody in there is paying thousands of dollars to sit there for that day. Speaking of somebody who used to pay thousands of dollars to sit there, if a professor walked in and was like, I beefed it, go home, I'd rather pay for that. I'd be happy about that. Sure. I'd be happy. I've, I spent too much time working with those people's parents and they're not all the best so there's that too mm-hmm. moms um, and dads just don't understand and it's I almost like a real college shouldn't involve parents <laughs> interesting <laughs> um, uh, I legitimately like in counseling have talked about the obsession that I have with my wallet and it's very similar to what you have Doge in terms of like I'm going to have a card jump out of there that's important yeah it's just going to leave so at moments that I'm really excited, something's about to happen. I was like, okay, I got to get this off my mind and I'll just stare at it. I'll just stare at the cards in my wallet and count them and just be like, okay, they're all there. Put them back, back in my pocket. Um, I will let Jordan go first though, only because Doge was so rude to like try and do it himself. Yeah, what a joke. Yeah. even talked uh, about irrational fears. So what you're saying is we could have saved a lot of time. Irrational fears, they're all great. Uh, every, if, if you, everyone's got some... Y'all's were the same, but Doge is more rude, so Jordan goes first. Rank you very much. Top 20, according to Billboard, most popular costumes of 2023. Yeah. Jordan. Gotta be Barbie. Bing, bing, bing. Number one. Yeah. And supposedly landslide. Yeah. Landslide. Unsurprising. Unsurprising. Barbie's number one. Doge? Ken? Nope. 
Bong bong. Whoa, that would have been my next cast, dude. Barbie only. Is it okay? Is it like cow, it, cowboy doll with no I genitals? Know, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. No, 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 <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Sublime man. <laughs> One strike for those. Have you seen the bloopers of him saying sublime? Yeah. Yes. The yeah. other stuff he says. It's like every post-credit role of uh, any Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. Just taking all those shots at something like ridiculous. It honestly kind of makes me hate Ryan Gosling for uh, being good at everything that I care about and also hot. Love him so much. Yeah. Our yeah, love for Gosling was like super duper from the jump on this podcast because it was the very first movie. Was was crazy stupid love and it was him. Oh yeah, and we couldn't stop talking. Yep, about this guy. Still watch yeah, that movie like three times a year. Um, it's <clears throat> a good one. Spider Man. Bing bing bing. Number three, dude. You keep saying the things I'm about to say. That's called going second. <laughs> Seventeen others though. You got a chance, my man. You got a chance. If AI is the wild west. Who's the sheriff around here? It's a commercial recently. I saw with old Matt. I call him Matt M because I mess up what his was, name all the time. What was his solution to that? That seems to be like a pretty big thing everybody's trying to solve these days. Matt knows the uh, answer. It was, a, it was a Salesforce commercial. What? I don't know. Doge with one strike. Uh, I know, saying? I know. Yeah, I know I have a strike. Uh, I'm going to say like generically... This one's probably called Pop Diva or Pop Princess, but it's Taylor Swift by another name. Let me look through here because that's a good guess. It's a good guess. Strong. I, it's going to be wrong. It's going to be a bong bong. I will say bong bong. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Jordan's destroying right now. Jordan, back to you, man. This is, this is kind of a tough one because I don't know how to phrase it necessarily, but like Joel from The Last of Us. Oh, Apocalypse yeah. Dad. Yeah, something like that. Bong Bong. I love that, though. Okay. Fair bong enough. Bong. Now's your chance, Dush. You gotta get in there. Carter, are there sexy costumes on this list? Are we gonna be looking at like sexy There nurse, are, but they're, sexy they're not even, whatever. they're not described as that in here. There are. It's gonna say the generic thing that it is, but of course it's showing the sexy iteration of it. Yeah. <sighs> Man. I'm about to strike out. I'm about to be over three on this game, just so we're all aware of where I'm at. Maybe not. Maybe not. Pirate. What's that inspired by? Bing, 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 bing. Number 12. What happened with pirates this year? I don't know. I mean, I said there's also just generic. I said there's just generic like plain costumes. It's, it's like just always, it's just your always classic Hallow yeah. classic Halloween boys and girls. Way to go, dude. Did you show us the picture of the Spider-Man costume? No. Can I see it? They call it Spider-Man. So somebody, we'll see. B Bug Hero. You can get it on, I got to make sure I'm not showing other things. You get it on Amazon. It's not bad. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good suit. I'm going to go with uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man. Oh, another one. Bong Bong. Okay. Another tide here. Who can survive? <laughs> If Doge gets this correct, uh, oh, duh. we're tied. Keep going. Yeah, tied. tied. Dozier. <sighs> oh man, this is extremely difficult. 
The next time we have like a wind down Wednesday or a thirsty Thursday with our Patreon crew, we should play this. We need to do a rank you very much. Rank you very much is the hardest game we play. I think it's harder than extra credit. What? I don't think that's. Yeah, it can be. Source material is tough on rank you very much. It's harder than extra credit, but it's more fun because it's. I think this version of it is hard. Well, it depends on where we get the lists from. I'll say that. Rank you very much is, is exactly as hard as I expect it to be, which is very hard. Extra credit is way point. harder than I think it should be, which makes me hate it more. That's, That's fair. Uh, Ninja Turtle. Nice. Dang. Another good guess. Bong bong, though. Dang. Bong bong. So we just keep, so if Jordan that gets sucks. this wrong, we just keep taking shots at it here. Yeah. Well, I'm up by one right answer. Oh, you Jordan. are up by one. Never mind. Jordan won. Jordan won. Let's give it to him. Uh, do you want to just keep going, though, until you can strike out? Sure. I think it'll be immediate. Go for it. John Wick. Bong bong. <laughs> Would have accepted the Baba Yaga. Would have accepted the Baba Yaga. No brains. Uh, number 20, a bear. Just dressing as a bear. Uh, <laughs> From cocaine Number 19. Bear? I think so. Number 19, ghost. So here's some of the generic stuff. 18, cheerleader. 17, mermaid. But this looks for sure like Ariel from the live action version. 16, Batman. 15, pumpkin. <laughs> pumpkin. That's I think they should take all the, gene- the generic costumes off the list. Clown for 14. 13, Princess Peach. Okay. okay. 12, Pirate. 11, Rabbit. But it's the Energizer Bunny? And then number 10 is Bunny, but that's Playboy for sure. Number 9, Ninja. 8, Cowboy. 7, Dinosaur. The Cowboy and Dinosaur ones, these are the ones that are like blown up. Those are really popular okay. right now. That have like air in them and it makes you look small or you're getting abducted by an alien i had one that made it look like you were wearing an ostrich when i was in the third grade and i was showing it to a group of high schoolers <laughs> and i turned it on and they kept telling me to turn it off and turn it on again i didn't know why and it's because it made it look <laughs> like the ostrich's head was a pp oh no <laughs> Bro, that's inappropriate <laughs> like a Wiimote. that's number six dude. guaranteed you're gonna fight against it now because i told you you're gonna do this guaranteed you're gonna be like oh for this one number six wednesday adams Oh, no, that's I fine. No, that seems, no reaction. That's easy. That's barely wow. a costume. It's just clothes and braids. Number five, fairy, but it's it's uh, Tinkerbell. Number four, witch. Man, it's just always going to be up there. Three, Spider-Man. Two, princess. Just a princess. And then number one, Barbie. Doesn't it feel like a much more fun list if Billboard was like, hey, we took all of the most popular costumes and took out the most generic ones that you already definitely know about, and here's what people are dressing up yeah. as that is fun. You would even think with Billboard it would have been leaned more towards pop culture type stuff. But yeah. nope, nope, not at all. Because I was trying to think of like what came out in the last year. Like what would people mm-hmm. want to dress up as? Pop and culture stuff. Y'all were more, yeah. yeah. Y'all were too, I guess, too creative for something that was really Nothing like winning maybe. with two right answers, baby. Bring it on <laughs> home. That's how we do. I think we've had Rank You Very Much as before to maybe there was one right answer collectively. I think so. Just because the list was so bad. We've had a couple uh, vulture lists, I think, that really, really hoed us. <laughs> Been really bad. Let's play a little bit of Azacona. Azacona. Uh, sponsored by Infinity FC Dallas. Uh, before we actually play this game, which this game sweeping the nation, much like Infinity FC themselves, I did mm-hmm. want to do a more detailed announcement as to a big event that is coming up. Oh, what could it be? They have a 1v1 tournament coming up at a place called Crossbar in Richardson. So it's like an in, indoor soccer facility that has drank and snack and food 
Uh, and there's a $1,000 top prize in value here for this. But a 1v1 tournament, you're thinking soccer, that's going to be bizarre. We're going to have 32 teams. For those of you that have ever played Spring Delirium with us, it's like the second round, <laughs> essentially. Uh, except it's not a voting series. It's about pure athleticism. It is kind of a voting uh, series, but you cast your vote it is with a your foot. It is a bit. It's a foot vote. Mm. Uh, we, we're going to be live commentating. That's right, live. So if you can't show up to this in person, uh, we're going to have a link for you guys uh, to where you can actually follow along live for that tournament. But and you so should we'll for on. sure show up to this in person. I think it's going to be a blast. Jordan and I will be there. Unfortunately, Doge cannot. This is true. Because he's a very responsible working boy. Um, but if you could know how bummed he was, it would maybe motivate you to go yourself. Because there I are am people legitimately out there can't go. so disappointed that I can't be there at this. It's un, it's really unbelievable the momentum that this event is getting because so like Lexa Sport, Jack Mason, Jack Mason, uh Soccer Innovations, Cultivar Coffee. These are all sponsors mm. of this tournament. And some people that are going to be on like the kits for I was talking with uh, we I call him Infinity Kyle. Uh <laughs> but Kyle who plays on the team and is big into their marketing and it Kyle feels like he's just kind of kind of running the thing. He's yeah. in my phone as Kyle the Infinite. Kyle the Infinite. Uh, there's a couple of these people that are, uh, are a couple of these organizations that are signed on to sponsor Infinity FC for multiple seasons past this. Uh, one of the biggest announcements, though, the biggest thing since uh, Lionel Messi joining uh, Miami over the summer. And remember, we talked about this too. This was uh, this was on this very podcast. I think one of you was an on-field, or we had contact with an on-field reporter about Messi joining is they got Soccer Dave. If you don't know who Soccer Dave is, uh, give him a look-see. We'll share something uh, on Instagram around this time of Soccer Dave, but he's a big deal. He's played some pro soccer. He's going to actually join Infinity FC. He's like going to be on their squad, uh, which is absolutely massive. And uh, if healthy, we'll be playing in this 1v1 tournament. Other names uh, of note, uh, if you are in those circles, which I know Jordan's going to recognize all of these, mm-hmm, uh, some skilled mm-hmm. street techers like uh, Zos Tyler, Known Jay, they're going to be there. That's right. They will be at the showdown, the 1v1 showdown. This is going to be on November 11th, 2023. When Infinity FC started to play around with the silliness of dates and releasing things on fun dates, that's kind of a confirmation that this is a relationship that we want to be in. It's the kind of thing mm-hmm. that we do uh, all the time especially being two chunks and a hung. But y'all come see us. Come hang out. Uh, it's going to be an all-day kind of thing. We would love for y'all to join. It starts at 11, obviously, on 11-11. Uh, and there's just going to be good food, good coffee, good merch. Inside good Crossbar, the good soccer. Mm-hmm. Inside Crossbar, there's also kind of a vintage uh, soccer shop. So you can get like old jerseys and stuff. It's a lot of fun. So come out. Hang out with us. Uh, it'll be a grand time. It'll be a good old time. You can get a drink if, and tell us who you don't want to know, and we won't tell them. So yeah, we'll be live cast. Though, we'll keep so your watch out for secret. the cameras. <laughs> watch out for the cameras. I got a beer, but shh. <laughs> In honor of the one v one showdown, though, we're gonna play some. That's a corner. That's a corner. That's a corner. That's a corner is the most easy breezy game in the world, and you can do it too. All we're trying to do is build a corner. That's three. <laughs> If you know anything about sport or anything about corners in general, build, you need build a corner. Build, build a corner. Build a corner. Build a corner. Time to build a corner. 
You're just going to need, uh, you just need three people for that. So we're going to try to put together a team, a corner of three to help answer Google's most popular questions. And the way that mm-hmm. we get about that question is we ask a question word and then a letter. So you would say like YL. And so the first thing that shows up in your Google search, or if it's weird, find one that feels like it fits for a podcast stream uh, <laughs> and then pick that one. And you try and build that corner. We've answered a lot of very important questions. Uh, meaning of life. For what purpose uh, is colon? For what purpose is colon? Um, yeah. Let's start with a uh, question word, Doge. I feel bad about uh, not letting you go first, but mm. I'm still kind of pissed about it. So Jordan, you're going to go first okay. and give us yeah. a question word, and then Doge will give us a letter. Who? Who? Doge? L. Who likes me? <laughs> uh, so who L? We've got some options here. Uh, some of these aren't answerable. Well, maybe. I will be who let the dog? Who let the dogs out? Lyrics. Okay. Uh, oh, if who it lives? Didn't say who dies? Lyrics at the end, then I, I would know. desperately yep. want to answer that question. Who lives? Who dies? Well, so who lives? Who dies? Who tells your story? Is another question, and it says lyrics after. We can remove lyrics if we want. Just remove it also lyrics. Is our podcast. Just remove lyrics. Yeah. Okay. So do we want to. Do we want to have three people? One person who lives. One person who dies. One person who tells your story. No, I would. I I'm leaning towards who left. That's the dogs like F. Out. Mary Kill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who left Impractical Jokers? Who leaves Bachelor in Paradise together? I'm I'm huh. leaning towards who let the dogs out. Personally, let's try and definitively answer who let the dogs out. This is brilliant. These aren't who, the people who, who let the dogs out. These are the people who are helping us decide who let the dogs out. Right. Yeah. Who's going to track them down? Who's going to be able to say, "Hey, got an idea here. I figured yeah. out who let the dogs out." Yes. Doors are closed. Yep. We're, we're in the glass onion. Yep. I have my suggestion one. Okay, who is it? It's Arsenio Hall. Yeah? <laughs> okay. He does, he does tend to maintain a healthy dog pound. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then on that same note, if I might I was make a second suggestion— Randy Jackson. Yeah, okay, that was my second well. suggestion. Uh, okay. <laughs> they, they keep two hey, healthy, dog. lively dog pounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I think that's great. Um, these have to be real people, oh, eh? not fictional. Re- were you gonna? S- I, uh, how about Caesar Milan? It's not a bad option. I was gonna suggest knows Scooby-Doo. about dogs. <laughs> Scooby Doo is tough because usually made of pixels or drawings, not usually real. Yeah, that's why I asked if they had to be real. And then nobody we could do answered. Mario. We could do Mario Lopez because he hosted Pet Star on Animal Planet for That's a while. Bad. That's a good one. So we and have Arsenio Hall I just, and Randy Jackson so far. Arsenio mm-hmm. Hall and Randy Jackson for sure. I do kind of just want to talk to Mario Lopez. We have some stuff in our past that I think we need to work through. I Probably the four of us with Mario. I think he's pro, pro us. I, I don't think he's. Yeah, I bet he is. Which hey. If we can fracture relationships, that's, that's what I'm saying. I if we yeah. can if I can bring Mario over to my alliance and get him to turn on his final two with Melissa Joan I love Hart. Survivor so that much. would be very that would make me very happy. Y'all, Survivor's good. It's season 45. It's a great people season. that don't know about season. Survivor or you you have to know about Survivor, especially if you've lived. But the people <laughs> that are like 45 seasons, that yeah, dude, makes me so mad. Because like, what do you, yes. Yeah. They're like, that's how good there's, it is. There's like two per season. It's been around for a couple decades. Yeah, it's great. This is a good season. Yeah, 45 is a, a great season. It's a binge culture 
people that have an aversion to giving Survivor a shot. I'm not asking you to love Survivor. I'm saying Survivor will do that on its own. And I bet I can, I, I know with some of these people, I bet I can find something that is so adjacent to or influenced by what Survivor did years before the thing that they like right now. And they're just neglecting it. Arsenio Hall, Randy Jackson, and... I, I know the answer. Oh, okay. Born 1940 in England, United Kingdom. Uh, Sonia Fitzpatrick. Okay. Who's, who is she? She's a British television and radio personality and a pet psychic. I think oh. that's what we need. Somebody who can communicate with the missing dogs in the astral realm so that we can ask the dogs who let them out. Dang. That feels good to me. What's her name? Sonia Fitzpatrick. Jordan, how do you feel about this? Is Sonia the, the, the missing piece to that Kona? Yeah, I feel like she's the second best option behind Scooby himself. So if we're not going <laughs> to allow... Scooby can talk to dogs in the physical realm, but Sonia can speak to them in the astral realm. I think if there's any dog that could reach across space and time. I forget in the, in the, <laughs> in the most hell. temporally most recent Scooby-Doo movie, he did go to <laughs> hell. He did go to hell for a <laughs> bit. Been to oh. hell and back again is Scooby's real life story. Yeah. <laughs> Chunky's uh, new listeners in the early 2000s, the Baja men, the men of Baja asked a mm. question. And today, on this Halloween day of 2023, we have answered it. No, the three to we've help. assembled we, a we team know how can to. answer we know, it. Yes. We know how to. We have built a corner of three people. Arsenio Hall, Randy Jackson, and it's gone from me. Sonia Fitzpatrick. So, Sonia Fitzpatrick uh-huh, uh-huh. will help us find out once and for all who let the dogs out. That's might I just say, Sponsor. might I just say, yippee-i-o. <laughs> yippee-i-o. Oh, you like the Bahamans? So Aye! Name, name five. <laughs> Yippee-yo! Let's go, Shannon. Welcome to Shout Announcements. This is the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. <laughs> Shout out to us uh, having a good year. We did it again. We did it again. Uh, it's going to be yeah. it's gonna be a great one, this Novi. Um, really excited about it. And the person <laughs> most excited to tell you about this Novi is our very own Carter Willis. Carter, talk about Novi. This coming Novi, also known as Noviembre, also known as November. Uh, Some people just call the Thanksgiving it November. season. The we'll be giving thanks for Studio Ghibli, hence calling it Thanksgiving. Uh, and so we're really excited for that. If, if you haven't heard, I have not seen any of these. Uh, I'm excited just to be, uh, I, I'm in circles. I'm excited to be in inner circles in social dynamics uh, because I haven't been able to. I've been held back by not seeing any of these movies. But you get to vote on four out of 10. And that yeah. is still open on this Halloween it day. Is. The polls, it sure is. The Please polls are still open. And so that there's a real chance this is a huge bummer of a series. It's there's sad a, things. There's a real chance that cool. we get okay. a couple real that's bummers. Fine. Okay, that's fine. Um, but we, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, we don't know. We have no, we have idea, no idea on this it's not very closed day. Yet. What's up it's next? Impossible it's impossible to say. And if you're on that, if you're on that five dollar tier, you get two votes. Also, you if you're on the three dollar tier, to be clear, 
Three oh, and I'm five. Sorry. Three, three and five get two votes. Uh, you don't even have to pay us money to vote, which is crazy. That's crazy. It's, it's I've never heard of anything like Nobody that. Nobody else will do that for vote you. Vote for free. If I could vote for free and in anything, I would vote all the time. To be honest, mm. but here we are. <laughs> that's We're why I don't pay. Ta- that's why I don't pay taxes because I love voting. I love voting. Tell people about us. Uh, rate and review us. Because because it is because it does. That's it. We went into this shout announcement basically being like, let's all talk about, let's all share a turkey leg. And Jordan took a bite, gave it to Carter, and Carter ate the rest of it. And now I have a bird bone with no meat on it, so I don't have anything to say. I'm mostly just killing time. We, right did, we didn't do that even a little bit. So well, just so that I get to talk a little bit on this one. Um, yeah, but it's, you're for. talking under a false pretense. At no point were we like, let's all get a hand on this ball. We were just like, let's talk about Thanksgiving. Yeah, but I didn't get a turn. Yeah, you didn't ask for one. Though. You have one. You got one now. And it's here's my turn. Part. Here's my turn. Keep going. Maybe we'll watch Ponyo. Who knows? You got to vote. <laughs> Just a speculation from your old pal Doge. <laughs> just what I'm thinking about. <laughs> the, what just happened here is that three friends sat down at a table and one was like, I'd like some fries. And the other one was like, I'd like some fries. You want to share fries? Sure. We order fries. And then the third person's like, nobody gave me any fries. Nobody did. Nobody Didn't did. Ask. My friend, Ponyo is my French fry. Gross. Dang. Let's go back to the show. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The new year is the perfect time to start building credit scores. Because when your credit scores increase, your opportunities do too. Like loan approvals and lower interest rates. Chime makes it easier to keep building your credit with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. You can use Credit Builder everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Chime helps you build your credit score safely by using your own money to make everyday purchases and on time payments. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualifying direct deposit. And don't stress, there's no annual fee or credit check required to apply and get started. Start building your credit history and finding new opportunities with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Get started today at Chime.com slash build. That's Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Whether, whether it's, whether it's words or whether it's books... <laughs> Don't be afraid of the of the Bobby Dukes. Um, today we're going to be discussing the Australian film The Bobby Duke and the Babadook. The Babadook. The Babadook. It's the Babadook. Arnar. The Babadook. Here it comes. It is Duck. It's very Duck. The Babadook. Um, Doge, will you give us a synopsis of this film so that we can properly discuss? Thank you. This this week's IMD synopsis was written by the specter that ever haunts our podcast, Nick Reganis. But friendly ghost like Casper. Oh, Nick. Yay! He's back. Unable to come to terms with the tragic death of her husband, depressed mother of one Amelia is with her back to the wall. But life can become much bleaker. 
When the exhausted mum stumbles upon a mysterious pop-up children's book on a dusty shelf, vivid visions of a blood-chilling monster lurking in the bedroom's shadows start to haunt the nights of her troubled six-year-old son, Samuel. With the boy's imagination becoming increasingly dark and graphic, Amelia, now concerned about Samuel's erratic behavior, must take the time to listen. However, to confront the kid's horrible nightmares, she must first believe in the existence of a malevolent intruder living in a storybook. What if the boy is telling the truth? Can unconditional motherly love get rid of the Babadook? Mm. Mm. Gosh, man, nobody does it. Quite like Nicholas. That's true. Nick is, Nicholas. Nick is head and shoulders above the rest. Mm. Um, this is all of our first time to watch this. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, what did you what did you expect going in? Was it this? Um, no. Okay. My my overall feeling of this movie is good idea, maybe goofiest monster I have ever seen. Like, I think visually the Babadook looks goofy. It's not scary to me. He he looks goofy. I, don't, I thought when he was standing across in the neighbor's house in the doorway as about the scariest thing I could imagine being in somebody's house. That just part was tall, scary. Just tall there guy, is, white face. Well, there is, is not, I'll, though. He's got the claws. He's like, he's, he's too got the tall. claws. We, we all know that Doge is not afraid of tall people. We, he's established that <laughs> yeah, he people that are unnaturally tall uh, do not frighten him because he pays them no mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's not the scariest thing I've ever seen, for sure. But I did think there were like late 80s, early 90s, Tim Burton stop motion moments yeah. about the Babadook. So like my 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 super dump is oh, here we go. like, I don't think we needed to give, in, in how I subjectively view this movie, I don't think we needed to give as much looks at, even though they were small, the Babadook. If it was only ever, like a black the blur across the if it was only ever a black blur blur if it was only ever like the thing across the street with the pale face like just a moment i didn't need ceiling moment i didn't need growing arms to reveal true form moment necessarily it does feel like they were trying to go frame for frame with the storyboarding of the tech of the pop up book itself but yeah. um because i loved this movie i i expected because it was really pitched as being terrifying, and it was. And I loved that the most terrifying things about this really had nothing to do Correct. with the portrayal of the monster. Correct. Yeah. Love that fully. And I'll get to my super pump eventually. I don't want to just front load it like this. But <clears throat> I thought we were going to get like when Insidious first came out, mm-hmm. except more creative than that. I thought it was okay. going to be mm-hmm. a little bit more uh, uh, angelic, a little bit more independent film of what studios were doing of like, reinventing the slasher. Like, we're just here to scare you, is what I thought was going to happen. Sure. But it ended up being uh, much more depth than I thought, yeah. which I really enjoyed. Did not expect that. So uh, I want to speak into the Duke like, appearance slash, like, the way he changes. Because I, I think I agree that, like, <clears throat> uh, stop-motion face just kind of like, ah, like, coming at the camera didn't work for me um, pretty much at all. Um and I thought that, uh, you know, because of what it actually sort of turns out to be at the end, him being like on the TV, I guess was a little silly to me, even though I thought that was a fun scene. Um, 
and definitely the like, okay, so I think it's a little up for interpretation what the Babadook actually is, um, but my read on it- Intentionally by the director. Yeah, yeah. My read on it was that it was definitely like some some amalgamation of grief and depression. Um, I think that's pretty standard across the board. And uh, as somebody who deals with depression quite a bit, um, I really sort of appreciate the sort kind of amorphous nature of the Babadook that it's like you're at the police station and you see the costume behind. I don't know. It was just very reminiscent of how it just like creeps into everything you do yeah. all the time. And it's just like, yeah, you're not, you're doing something that has nothing to do with the Babadook and there he is. He's reminding you of it. So I guess I did maybe appreciate him on the TV. Just, it felt a little like, um, which she was dreaming. So it's whatever. It's not a fair criticism, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought that outside of a couple times, like the ceiling was silly, the coming out of the shadows with the stop motion rah, to come eat her was silly. Um, yeah. And uh, maybe the phone call Just was like, a little silly to me. Yeah. Be- because I think, and I don't, I feel like I don't get to see it much, but one of the things that, uh, one of the very first bits of media that I can ever remember really scaring me was ring wraiths. And it's just because they're shadows. They're basically shadows. It gives you all this time to be creative enough, and I'm sure I was above average creative at eight years old, of just imagining. Yeah, I mean, no big deal. That uh, there there could absolutely be a ring wraith right there. So I'm just going to go under the covers like our lead was. But I think if we would have just kept it in the shadows, I think glimpses though. Yeah. Like the hat, the top hat falling down. Yeah. Like and just just cresting the shadow into the light. That's great. The, the long fingers need. coming around the door was great. Perfect. That was very good. The uh, like having a profile or, or just having like the silhouette is fine. But yeah, moments that we lingered a little bit. And I guess we never really lingered. I actually think there would have been a couple times that it would have been cool to see the Babadook. Now stick with me for just a second because I know that this is bad movie making at first. Like breakdancing? Yes. Playing video games. Yes. Yes. Just being a normal guy. Like Babadook's just like what does he do? What does he do when he's not? What's his off time? What is his motivation? Yeah. No, I think when he clocks out. Saw him if as we're driving, if we saw him standing on a street corner, I'm talking like quick shots, not just like, there's the Baba Duke, but like if <laughs> yeah. she looks and it's like, whoa, yeah. and then she looks back and he's not there. I think yeah. because of what our metaphor is, I think him just being out of place more often yeah. would have been better. But That's I also great. understand that like in depression, a lot of times my house is where it hits me the hardest, um, but I also mm-hmm. end up staying there. I don't know. It, there, there's seasons like that. Yeah, I my super pump. What are you going to do? I can't wait any longer. Wow, Essie uh, Davis as Amelia. So me too. Our, our She's lead. so good. Um, me too. She's oh incredible. God. Oh my god. She's so good. Yes, we had some we had some sound mixing that would give her a bit more of like a terrifying, uh, like voice or scream or something. But just her because we did have to have we had to have an idea as to what the Babadook looked like. Sure, like in the book and things like that, so that we get that scene. To where they show her shadow on the wall. Yeah. And what she's, but the way that she is, and we talked about this in Raw too with our lead, but the way that she starts to transform a little bit and physically is so very different. She, in my mind, I feel like she pulled like a a Christian Bale or one of these method actors that was like, she didn't sleep for a week. It felt like, yeah. To feel her exhaustion and, just how frustrating, and the kid did a good job too. And it feels like it's less hard great. to just be a kid and play an annoying kid. But I think he did a great job. I think so too. 
um, of just being like, I felt some of her exhaustion with this boy. Yeah. And I think that's what was supposed to happen. Yeah. And it's way more about how she portrays it to me than how he does. Yeah. That she's I, I thought just he did over. great, but I agree. I think her her responses to him. Oh my goodness. I think they gracious. do a good job of starting the movie, making you be like, I get it. I'd be exhausted if that was my kid too. And then as it slowly escalates, it's almost like a frog in water where all of a sudden you're like, wait, I think she's taking this a little too far. Like, and yeah. then you realize yeah. that it's not that she's just tired. It's that she resents her own son. And you're like, whoa. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that the, uh, just the core of it, like home base is, is going down to where all the memories are stored. Yeah. Like that's where it yeah. feels like it's strongest. Yep. Um, but yeah, the moment, there's a moment where she yells at her son, something that's just awful. Yeah. And then doesn't go console him. And I was like, okay, this was a changing. Yeah. Like it's, she needed to be able to portray this character in a way that we could mark the chapters. Yeah. That we could mark like, okay, it's a little bit worse. Too far gone. It was never yeah. this massive, she kind of, it was this wonderful like blurred line that kind of yeah. eventually went completely crazy to go from, point A to point B, that Breaking Bad gets to do with Walter White over, you know, six seasons yeah. that she got to pull off <laughs> in an hour and a half. Yeah. But she did a great job. Yeah. I think, so for me, I'm I'm going to super dump and it's a matter of personal preference, I think, rather than objective quality. That's what I think I the, like the metaphor sort of breaks by having the kid be the first one to be like the the Babadook and her be like, no, it's not real. You can't be afraid of it. Uh, yeah. I think the the metaphor of the Babadook being her grief and, and depression and the unresolved stuff with her husband being like the kid being the first one to notice it. I think to me, I, the way that I would, I mean, I'm, I'm nobody. I can't be like, here's how you fix the Babadook. But my thought would be like, if it's a book that she insists on reading over and over to him and he's like, I don't want to read this. I'm not interested in this. And she keeps saying, we're going to read the Babadook or whatever. I just think the like, if it's true, the Babadook is supposed to be read as an external manifestation of her internal stuff that she hasn't dealt with. It makes sense for that to be amplified by the presence of her son. But I think to be originated in the mind of her son doesn't quite track for me in terms of that metaphor. Yeah. Can I tell you the two parts of my read that fix that entirely? Sure. I don't think the Babadook is her depression and grief. I think it is their shared depression and grief. I think it is sure. his his depression and grief of having no father and being allowed to have no father figure because she's too hurt. And I think it's her mm -hmm. depression and grief of doing this alone when she wasn't planning on doing it alone and being overwhelmed. Like, I, I, I never read The Babadook as like, this is her thing to deal with. I think that's why he makes such a point so many times to say, I'll protect you, you protect me. Like, they need each yeah. other for their own. Like, The Babadook is a shared experience. And I don't know if this matters, but early in the movie, she talked about how she was a children's book author at one point. That's, that's the I thing for me. I kind of feel like, like she might have written The Babadook. That's, that's the thing. I, I think it's, I think that is... I don't know. I think I wish that we would have done more into that of her like being in the, these like depressive, like nearly catatonic sleepless nights writing a children's book about a monster coming to kill a kid that she yeah. does not remember writing and then insisting on reading that story over and over to her kid. Mm -hmm. uh, I just think that that feels stronger to me. Uh, and that's totally a personal preference. Sure. But I think 
it just, I don't know. I feel like I'm encroaching on a It Follows Volume 2 type of episode where this movie is something that you guys really enjoyed and I super did not. I did not. It didn't work for me. Well, I don't think you like, um, like, what's the word? Like esoteric horror. I, I don't think you like horror that is- Good movies. I don't think you like good movies. <laughs> so you're you're the newest to horror of the three of us. And I, I just sure. think that part of that, Part, part, part something that comes along with that, at least I think, is like wanting a little more well-defined threat, perhaps, of like what you thought horror was before you started watching it. I don't, does that make sense at all? Like, the yeah, maybe of that's like it. Jumping into the he's genre, also like he's also enjoyed Midsummer. You know, it's like that's not esoteric. Midsummer threat is very, very real and definable in Midsummer. It follows and Babadook, mm-hmm. the thing they share is it's super undefinable and it's very much like yeah. what's actually going on here. To me, yeah, to me, I think that stuff feels more like a just umbrella blast of like, let me make you generally uneasy and scare you and you don't really know. Like to me, that feels on par with the wailing, something that we were just like, the scenes are scary, but it doesn't really, when you think about it, uh, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily follow like, sequentially in terms of like this happened, so this happened, so this happened. I think this is uh, more of a, a puzzle that all fits together than The Wailing is. The Wailing is very much just like, here's this scene, here's this scene. They're both yeah. creepy, huh? This definitely fits together better, but I think that there is still an element of like, uh, and to be clear, the reason I, I didn't super love this is not because I don't think it fits together. Like I think that it's, that's my super dump because otherwise my super dump would be that I don't, just didn't really like it. Uh, so like that's maybe the thing that I could point to that it would be like uh, that's something that I think could be I would change I think if I was in charge uh, but I'm not I'm just a pod boy I don't make movies I just I'm watch just them out here pod, sure. I'm just out here podding I'm, pod, I'm not movie making my super dump <clears throat> my super dump is uh, <laughs> this is weird I'll do both my super dump and my super pump are both at the very end of the movie um, mm. my super, like the, my the super bowl of worms dump, yeah my super dump very, comes very before end. Um, my super dump is the, I don't feel like mom's turn was really earned that much. Um, she goes straight from dog murdering and threatening her child to like changing her mind. Um, and I, I think I just wish that maybe takes away from the battle that it takes to get there. The fact that the way she gets rid of it is by like, don't touch my son is sweet. It really is sweet. Like, I I love the idea of, like, a mother being motivated to deal with her own depression because she sees it creeping into her son in the way that he lives. And she's like, I have to stop it so that it doesn't get to him. I love that. I think that's very powerful. Um, I just don't really feel like we saw in her a ton of maternal instinct, even during the bouts of depression, to believe that she was going to have that turn. I agree. Um, it feels like she just like snapped out of it. I, I guess I wish, which I mean, yeah. she's a mother. So maybe we're supposed to assume that like the mother instinct is there and there's no need to show it, I guess. Um, yeah. But it, I don't know. I, it just felt like when it happened, it was so abrupt. Because I, I like the idea of like vomiting out just blackness as sort of like purging some of the depression. It all works really well in the metaphor. I think I just wish that there was more more ammo for that scene for me to think like she's going to yeah. do it. She's going to pull through. She's going to be okay. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, her turn came out of nowhere for me. Do you think that's because our script is pretty dialogue light? 
like there's, I feel like there's, it's not very dialogue heavy. It's like a lot of reaction shots and a lot of like <laughs> screaming. Sure. <laughs> but it's pretty like dialogue light, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. definitely part of it. And most of the dialogue, in, in I think a pretty smart, fun way, most of the dialogue is about, not about depression, but things that, through the dialogue, it's very clear that she's depressed without yes. necessarily like putting a name on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not, there's not a lot of dialogue about like how the Babadook works because the Babadook doesn't exist. That's the whole point is that right. it's not a real thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's a manifestation of depression, which is, leads me to my super pump. I love that the way that the Babadook is defeated is by putting him in the basement, locking him down there and, Feeding him, like, I don't know. I just think that in a movie where the metaphor is depression, getting rid of it completely doesn't make sense. It's not possible. Right. And so just like- said that too. The studio wanted her, wanted them to kill the Babadook. Yeah. You, There's so much anti, like, genre stuff happening right now in that everyone but sweet little pup survives. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen yeah. in horror yeah. at all, either. I just think that locking the Babadook in the basement- keeping him fed and going to visit him occasionally because that's part of the healing process and her yeah. letting him know, like, eventually you can and go down there. But for yeah. right now, I think it's better if you don't. And it's not a comfortable process. Yeah. That's still a terrifying process. Yeah. I don't you know. know. It really I'm never like with pumped me. to go to counseling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, I think the thing too is, especially with the short runtime and short, I mean, it's 90 it's minutes, average 90 minutes, half the length of the um, whaling. <laughs> When we're, yeah, oh my gosh. Uh, when we are working with something that is so like easily can be personal to the viewer, something that's very thoughtful, it is tough in the creativity and the interpretiveness of it all to leave some questions unanswered. It feels like such a fine balance in story and like narrative creating is like, I want to intentionally give you the room to answer it. Yeah. But then sometimes it's like, wait, what happened? Like, I, I, I agree with you, Jordan, to go back to your super dump. Because to me, it's like, oh man, I sure hope nobody watched that and they learned that, hey, the key to really loving your son is uh, mental instability. Right. <laughs> uh, just go full crazy and then you'll have to figure it out. Right. Because in my creativeness, and, and which I said, I was, I've been the best since I was eight. Um, all the, all the strength of a too, man, all the creativity of an eight-year-old. Right. I think we all... No, especially as we get older, like, hey, during really hard seasons, there's a lot of growth that happens right. there. But the growth was just like instant. Cool. Like we're we're fine. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe even give me not in her work uniform. I don't know. I wanted her to go to counseling. Like I wanted to see yeah. her come out of a <laughs> well, the fact that our resolution's only two weeks later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm it's like, she did still yeah. kill her dog. Like, that's not okay. Oh, big yeah, bummer. how was the like didn't show it really? The child protective services. How are they not like? Didn't you Did used to dog? have a dog? Oh, there yeah, was a dog he here last time. Was there a dog here? Oh, he died from head from head squeeze. I, it just happens sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, should we? Uh, yeah. Anything else we want to we want to talk about before we rate it? I don't think so. Let's rate it. Let's it's rate a it. pretty it's a pretty small environment. It's true. Outside of getting in the car a couple times and going to work. Oh, I do want to say it was fun as someone who loves Bluey and have watched it by myself. It was fun that she was playing bingo. And so like to actually <laughs> hear people say bingo in this. It I feel yeah. so American to be like, "Oh, Bluey." Like I got to think maybe Aussies are not the biggest fans 
of Bluey. Would that be like people quoting Family Guy from another? I think country, one is annoying and one is good. Like Simpsons. So I think probably Aussies <laughs> yeah. are okay with Bluey. Bluey's great. Right. I'm saying Family yeah. Guy. Oh, annoying oh, oh! I thought Bluey's you were saying good. like between between Babadook and Bluey. I was like, my mind is blown. You don't like Bluey? No, I'm saying I'm saying Family Guy is annoying <laughs> yes, and yes, Bluey yes, is yes, good. Yes, yes. So it would probably be more like quoting yeah. Bluey to people who probably like Bluey quite a bit. Yeah, I like that. But also, was but she having, quoting having, Bluey or was she just playing bingo? They played bingo. Right. So we got two bingos. Uh -huh. But right. that's the game to hear. Like that's oh, the game from. Especially that's hearing like, an Australian kid right now. I'm just like. The kid's mom was on set the whole time. Because uh, when I watched it, I was uh, like worried about this kid. I was like, this is This was like pretty shining, right? Yeah. yeah. So the kid's mom was on set the whole time. Like any of the things about the mother harming the kid were not, the kid was not on set. She was delivering those lines to adults on their knees so she'd have the right sight line. And to get his reaction shots, uh, our director told him things like, I'm going to throw your Legos in the river and like be afraid. Like what would, <laughs> what would your face be if I was going to throw your Legos in the river? That's and amazing. had to make a scared face, That's really which great. is really sweet. I was so worried about this like, poor I'm kid. I'm going to slit your throat. Right. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I really, I'm looking. Thanks for protecting the kiddos. Dude, that's always my, and like stuff like this, that is always my thought of like, how is this kid going to do this? And then be like, all uh, right, time for second grade. Yeah. It's like, how do you do that? No. Oh, she directed something in Cabinet of Curiosities. Mm-hmm. She also yep, this is directed a short called How the Duke Stole Christmas. That's amazing. <laughs> I really think that I would be interested to watch more of Jennifer Kent's stuff because I, this this was very creative in a very fun way for me. It's a remake of her own short film from 2005. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. She couldn't get it out of her head. Interesting. Oh, remake of Monster. Oh. Interesting. The uh, Charlize Theron hit. <laughs> Well, to rate this movie, we're going to use the scientific cinema scale, which is, of course, perfect. And as follows, it's the best thing we could ever say about movies on it. Don't let it buy that poster. poster. Next best thing is we buy, buy it. it. It's followed by rent it. And then stream it. After that is forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'll go. I'm going to buy it. Nope. Yep. 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 <laughs> I, so here's the thing. First I ever don't today. ever go first ever for uh, any reason. <laughs> oh, Doge, I feel bad. You can go first. No. I buy it. I buy this movie. I think, uh, and we've talked about this before. Here's what horror needs to do for me. It needs to be creative. And I'm realizing if it's a bit relatable, you know, I think that's why like the hack and slash kind of stuff is like, yo, I'm not worried. Even though this this world is literally, it's full of maniacs that dress up and kill people. But I'm I'm more worried about, there's moments in my life that I have thought awful things about myself, about my environment, um, that just feel like I'm just borderline could crack. And to see it, it was, it was it's a hard watch, but like not relentless. It's a pretty unrealistically realistic viewing. Um, but The Babadook is really good. And it's not what I thought it would be. Mm. And so I buy this movie. I want to stream this movie. I think it, uh, for me personally, in my taste, I think works better as a semi-background uh, movie than necessarily like a full like eyes glued kind of movie. I think the scary parts are 
scary enough for like a Halloween party, but it's a good movie to have on while you argue over whether you like candy corn. Uh, it doesn't just doesn't hit it for me. I think this movie's great uh, if you don't pay attention to it. Um, <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I gave it a stream. It. You guys are going to do the it follows thing again, where this is going to be my reputation. This song is I awesome hate- as long as you don't listen to the lyrics. No, it's just it. You did this with it follows too, where it's clear that you hate the movie, but you want to give it a stream it for some reason. I'm just confused. I don't. I don't hate the movie. This is what happened with it follows too. You guys are like it's his least favorite movie, and this he wants to light happened. every. <laughs> I don't hate it. I didn't hate the movie. I didn't I love the movie. the movie. There's somewhere in between, and that's where I am. You, are you asking me to delete the text that you sent me last night? Ooh, <laughs> wow. I was stuck between a rent and a buy, so I'm going to rent this movie, but I'm going to keep it so long that the late fees just make it worth it to just hang on to it. They'll just charge me for it and let yeah. me keep it. That's sort of where I land. I really, um, I don't know. It's it's thematically very, very interesting to me. I think the Duke works um visually just less than it should have been. Like, it should have been in the movie a little less. The creature? Yeah, the creature itself. Yeah. Uh, but man, the metaphor works. The acting's pretty incredible. Um, and uh, I liked it more than I thought I would. I, I was, I know the audiences were pretty split on this when it came out. It was it was a lot like this discussion of like, either I just don't get it or it's amazing. And, and I think I find myself leaning towards amazing, but maybe a little more in the middle. I, I think it's... Um, I think it's hyper creative, really well put together. And um, had it been geared a little more towards my exact preferences, I would have maybe even loved it. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's a great movie. I really I was I was impressed. I, I went in with pretty pretty much no expectations. Just mm. hit play, mm. and I really liked it. The Babadook looks like Jemaine Clement dressed as Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> Very good. Sure. And for that reason, it didn't work for me. For that reason, I'm out. <laughs> and I'm out. The kid really, I mean, there were a couple parts where I was like, would it be that bad if he was gone? Worst kid. <laughs> Worst movie that, kid. They want you to feel like how she Yeah, feels. no, they do it yeah, on purpose. That's exactly what they were hoping. They do it on purpose. But man, there, there's, there's just a couple of times where it's like, I know, she's inattentive because uh, she's can, Yeah. Can you name in all of our chunktoberness? One movie that we reviewed in Chunktober that did not have a main character. So I'm going to say top two or three uh, that was uh, younger than 16. That did not? Did not. Yeah. A lot, like lots of them. This year, you mean really? specifically? Just in general. Get out. Like all of Chunktober. Get out. They're adults. Yeah. Cabin in the Woods. Go. They're adults. Okay. Midsummer. Midsummer, great. It must be just recently. Silence of the it just Lambs. Feels like Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Ah, no, Hocus Pocus. No, no yeah. they make a big deal on. about how he's both. We a got him. And it's a only ten percent. <laughs> no, you totally debunked that. It just feels like there's just. I mean, the thing didn't either, did it? Interesting. That dog was probably pretty young, but <laughs> that was a monster. That was an alien. I guess it's just this chunktober. There's kids all up in these international horror movies. Mm-hmm. Ringu, the Wailing. Babadook. I personally think Let the Right One In is all kids, raw. Yeah. Kid yeah. actors internationally seem to be better actors than American kids. Yeah. I don't know if they Do don't think- have like a Disney analog that makes them all like super cheesy or something, but I do want you to know there is Haley Joel Osment. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, Dakota Fanning, you know, 
I'm just trying to act like they're like a big deal. There. They're not kids anymore. They grew up. They're well, so, yeah, I'm not saying there's not good up. American actors. I'm saying in horror movies that we've watched. The inter- You know what? I'm on Doja's side now of everything. Carter, you're mean. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about our Chunktobers briefly. How do we feel about this, about Chunktober 4? Probably overall my least favorite. I think I'd agree. Not, not, not the experience. I been. loved the experience of watching them, and I actually think there were probably a lot better options on that list than what we got. I, but I think popular ones of horror, we've seen this before, right? Popular horror movies tend to be middle-of-the-road horror most of the time. Yeah. I right. think one of the things I, I'm realizing, I want horror movies to scare me. I think I didn't this one once was this not very scary. Yeah, Chunktober was not super scary this year. And it's kind of like, ah, oh, bum. Like you've heard a lot about this ride. Yeah. You get on the ride, but you never got like the tummy feels thing that you get. <laughs> the, yeah. the most scared so I was, was this like, whole Chunktober was before ple- pressing play on Ringu. Because I mm. I knew Ringu from reputation. And I was like, this is going to be scary. And about eight minutes in, I was like, I don't think it's going to be that scary. Raw was a was a visceral experience, but yeah. it was disgust. Yeah. I wasn't scared. 2021, we had a banger Chunktober. 2021, we did Hereditary, Midsummer, It, uh, The Haunting of Hill House, and Us. It was a good year. Yeah. That's a banger. But I, Bit Neck Lady, dude. I wrote a song about that. <laughs> you did. I forgot about that. You did. <laughs> hey, so you're not, you're not going to watch the new one, right? The new Mike Flanagan? No. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I will, but to me, We're finishing it today. the only way I can experience that show is watching 10 straight hours of that show. I can't do it. I, I can do it one at a one one per week, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. There's that. Anyway, make sure you check out Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's coming up soon. To help end us. episode. What? I was gonna say, help us gibble thanks. That's kind of what we've been saying on all the web links where you get to vote. Help us gibble thanks us by gibble. choosing the movies for Thanksgiving. To end today's episode, I want us each to say something nice about Doge because he really took it on the chin this episode. I'm about to say, I the kid took a beating today on this episode. Well, sometimes, Doge, with It Follows and with Babadook, your opinions are confusing. Is, hang on. Is this, your, is this your nice thing you're going to nope, say? No, I haven't started that part. That's your nice thing? Your opinions okay, are do confusing. That <laughs> I'm good. No, skip well, to that part. I actually lead this part of the podcast, so I don't think you get to tell Ooh. me what to do. You know what? Well, I edit it. And I edit to it. In today's episode, let's each say something mean about Doge. No, I can't do that. You, you have all episodes. <laughs> Sorry, I got I got beach to it. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan, and Doge is really, really um, smart, and he knows a lot about things that he has no real reason to know about, which makes him just an endless fountain of knowledge. Um, he's also turns out a great Game of Thrones trivia partner. Um, that is pretty true. Did y'all win on the cruise? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Come through, then. I love that. Helps to read. <laughs> It's TV. It's watch. Well, helps to watch. We all know he does closed captioning. <laughs> I'm Doge. Um, I am unafraid to take a controversial stance and express my deepest truths. Mm. I'm Carter, and Doge to me is like if you've seen Finding Nemo, we also did an episode on this. There's a character called Mr. Ray that we see pretty early. It's this big uh, manta ray, I guess, or an angel ray. I don't know exactly what it is. 
Uh, but Doge would, and that's a great thing about Doge. I'm but trying not to Doge say it right now. Doge is the kind of person that I know not only I could trust with those that I love. I think anybody could. He's very thoughtful. And if there's anybody that could be leading the field trip and taking care of the hearts and minds of especially a young generation, but all generations, it's, it's dope. Yeah, Doge is a great field trip leader. Um, and that's how you get clicks. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.